Hello and welcome to the Football First podcast with me, Amos Wynn. Each week I'll be welcoming a range of guests to discuss their memories of a beautiful game. Whether that is their first kit, first boots or the first match we went to, we shall be covering it. This series will be slightly different as we welcoming different guests with connections to Southport FC. To kick things off, I'm joined by Chris Doyle and Marcus Carver. Centre-back Doyle came through the youth ranks with Markham before making his way through non-league. Meanwhile, Carver has also taken a similar route after starting his career with Accrington. So without much further ado, let's get into the podcast and hear more from the Port Pair. Marcus Carver and Chris Doyle, welcome to the Football First podcast. How are you both? Very well. Doing all right. Bottom on. Yeah, sound. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm good, thank you. All the better for being with you two tonight. Oh, even better. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so, how are you both finding the current season? Of course, Carves, you found uh, your goal-scoring touch. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's been a... Personally, at the moment, it's been a great start for myself. Obviously, scoring quite near enough every game. Obviously, got got 15 goals so far. But obviously, as I always keep saying, uh, and to be fair, I've had plenty of fans messaging me asking at the start of the season, what's why why we're we not winning games and that. And as a lot of <laughs> a lot of people have said, and at Man United, just trust the process. Obviously, we've got a young team, um, and obviously. In the recent games, obviously, I think the last seven games, we've shown what we can do. And obviously, we've put teams to bed now and obviously started scoring more goals and conceding less goals and obviously started climbing the table. So, yeah, but it's all about the team for us. And uh, I think we're getting off to a better start now. How about you, Doyle? Are you happy with how the first few months have been going? Yeah, sort of similar to what Marcus said, um, especially the last seven games. You know, we've really shown what we're all about now um, defensively and obviously up top Marcus's goals being massive as well as the other lads scoring I mean for myself personally I'm well before this injury felt like it was going well um, just can't wait to get back and start assisting Carver with a few more I must have gave him about 10 chances now <laughs> yeah it's good his eagle's getting a bit too big now you know I've seen him on a that social media, he's, he's trying to get in all the Instagram videos, he's trying to get everywhere. Um, well, I've got to be fair, the, the, you only keep t- taking videos and now scoring it warm up anyway. I think he's made up for that. He posts it on Instagram every week, every time you do one of them in a warm up, now's there straight away. He posts it back. There's one warm up goal I wish or attempt I wish I would have recorded, and that was you got filed when you booted it over about three fences. Hey, it was windy that day. Did you? Yeah, I hope you got fired for that. <laughs> oh, it was in the book straight away. <laughs> how how can you find someone kicking it over a, a little fencing? Get over a fencing onto a digger. Onto a digger. I don't think Amish received that ball back yet, to be fair. Still looking. Of course, this year, one of your standout goals was an overhead kick in the FA Cup, so I'll just talk you through that. Yeah, there's a lot of people say just <laughs> I just slipped on a banana skin and uh, obviously he managed to fall backwards and put it in. Uh, now, to be fair, I was surprised myself a bit because the three weeks leading up to it, I'd, I'd missed a few few games, well, missed quite a few minutes purely because of, I had a back injury. So I'm surprised I even went for it myself. But no, uh, I think it was more because I had a bit of frustration. Obviously, it was the FA Cup. I missed the penalty five minutes, five, ten minutes before and 
and I knew I, I needed to pull the lads out. And when the opportunity came to me, I just thought, I just got to go for it. And luckily enough, I got perfect connection and it went in. Actually, I've scored a couple, without sounding big-headed, I've scored a couple of over kicks in my career. Uh, none as good as that, like, but obviously I'd, I'd never turn one down. But like I say, it was more about the lads. The lads defended great that game and got us through the game and with a 1-0 win. You always like doing things the hard way, don't you? Oh, always. <laughs> you no, know, going goals, joining Zoom meetings, you know, it's never the easy way with you. Exactly. Computers and me don't go well. The only thing I do well with a computer is the database sheet for doing the team predictor for the away games. That overhead kick though summed you up, you know, just as you said there, the pen miss, and then that was just that's one of the best goals I've seen live. That that was unreal. My view for that was perfect, you know. Yeah. Camera didn't do it justice. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> nah. But the thing is, I did the exact same at Spennymore in the cup game as well. I know obviously the goal wasn't as good, but I missed the penalty against Fenway then and went on to score yeah. and scored again later on. But obviously, like I say, this it's not the Marcus Carver show. It's all about Southport. There's no iron team, as Liam says. And I, I agree with that massively. We've all pulled together. Uh, obviously, like I say, how, how many how many chances you had though that you've edited against the keeper of the post and it's dropped for either me, Archer, or someone else to bag too many. Doesn't matter who scores, does it? As long as it nah, in. Like I say, as long as we get the points on the board, that's all that matters for us. Well, before we get into your football first, we'll establish which clubs you support. So, Carves, you can go first. Uh, obviously, grow, growing up as a lad, being from Blackburn, I, I, I always grew up with being a Blackburn, Liverpool, uh, Blackburn, Liverpool, Blackburn and Aki Stanley fan, supporting my local team. But when I got older and realised against 10, 11, 12, and realising what football was to me personally, when I started understanding it more, uh, I turned over to being a Liverpool fan, uh, purely because, obviously, my girlfriend at the time was a Liverpool fan. My, my, that side of my family, other side of my family were from Liverpool side. Of, so, yeah, uh, Liverpool from there. But as a youngster growing up, a Blackburn and Aki fan. And thoroughly, I don't think I have to ask for you, but it's just confirm no. anyway. Definitely a Liverpool fan. What Marcus means by that is Blackburn and Aki weren't doing nothing. Liverpool probably won the European Cup and he thought I'll jump on that. Yeah. As soon as, soon as the Istanbul uh, victory, <laughs> yeah. I jumped straight on it. No, Me with my Milan Barros shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liverpool fan. Through and through. Now, my, my partner's uh, obviously gone over to the dark side, according to my family. Obviously, my partner's Burnley fan. Obviously, Luke moving over to the Yorkshire ways. Uh, so obviously that she 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 always says, Oh, you're gonna have to be a Burnley fan now, right? No chance. But like I say, it's super, it's always it's always been hard because you can't be a, a real proper fan when you're a footballer yourself because you can't get to the games. And to fair, I hate it, but when you do get the time to go out and enjoy going to watch a game, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, because like, like you you'll know yourself, obviously you 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 obviously you train all week, you play on a Saturday. Say, for example, Liverpool have got a game on a Sunday. You, you go out and enjoy it, but they're all rarities. And then even when they're in the Champions League, more or less, they join up. It's a Tuesday night game. It's like, ugh, can't go to that neither. And then you get the odd Wednesday game. So, but no, like I say. You can't be a hard fan, can you? You know what I mean? Nah, no. So I, I'm technically an armchair fan for now, but yeah. until I retire, then I'll be, I'll, I'll be in the cop sometime soon. <laughs> We'll start your football first with simply, what's your first memory of football? 
first first watching memory. It's mad this because it's actually quite late. Was the World Cup two thousand two? Um, I would have been like seven, but that's just I remember watching that and understanding it, and um, just thinking like, "What well, this is? This is unbelievable!" This I remember watching um, Ronaldinho I think when he lobbed Seaman on a free kick. I remember just being like, "This is boss. This this is like this is what I want to do." But yeah, that's me uh, first watching like footy memory. Yeah, did you watch that one in school by any chance? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> in the school on the big projector. Yeah, and uh, but like I say, you're only a couple of years younger than me, aren't you? So I was I was in primary school. I remember big projector of that, and then Seaman uh, Ronaldinho lobbing Seaman, and you're going back to class absolutely yeah. annoyed. You're like, what's going on? We're out of the pool. Oh, yeah. no, nah, I remember that. My memory's awful. You know, I can't even. Like, and my brother always says, you must have remembered 2001, Liverpool, like a big year, but I can't remember that. Even though I was all six, the balls you had, lad. Yeah, all it is. I'm the same. All the flick-ons and elbows you get, lad. Just everything goes up. In primary school, did you have balls? You've mentioned projectors, but you must have had balls, wheel, TVs on wheels as well, at least to fully yeah. inform the occasions. Any science documentaries they had or any other? <laughs> just wheel out this TV, biggest back on you've ever, you've ever going to see. Uh, the world's changed since then, though, hasn't it now? Jeez, all the money flashing around in schools and that, all on their electronic boards, touch screens. The One of the things that you, you have to project onto the screen with light. <laughs> so we had. <laughs> so that was your first memory just watching it at school. So what was your first memory of actually going to match? Go on. Uh, so my, my first memory, I played for my local team, Grace Harwood. Yeah, I always remember... Uh, some some old fella around the corner called Glyn. He he took us for our sessions. I must have been about four, maybe five. And I remember the week before my first game, I was, I was playing on the corner. I've got a stepbrother who's a year below me. And I kicked the curb doing three kicks. And I kicked the curb because it was like a cobbled path back around the back of ours. And I ended up like having a big, massive bruise on my toe. And it was like my first game and dad's like, oh, you can't play. And I'm like, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I've always had, I've kind of always had the determination just to go through with whatever, like play through injuries and that. So I've gone and played first game. Uh, one of my mates from school played for the other team. Ended up playing and I had a shocker. Someone stood on me toe, five minutes in, came off crying. That was my first ever memory of playing football. And I thought, yeah, that's me done there. But no, eh. Lucky enough, I carried on and got the determination to keep going again. And to be fair, the, a good fact is I actually started out being a goalkeeper up until under nines, under eights, under nines. Uh, I went into Burnley as an under eights goalkeeper and I got released for being too small. Standard. <laughs> yeah, under eights, too small. <laughs> Well, how did you decide to become a striker? How did that sort of come about? Eh, I, I don't know. If I'm honest with you, I think it, my dad tried me. Uh, someone, My dad ended up taking over the, the team um, and the, some some kid had come in and he was like, I'm, I'm a goalkeeper. So my dad was like, well, Marcus, you can run, you can kick a ball. He he was, no, no disrespect, a heavier set lad. He couldn't really run. So he's like, I want to be a goalkeeper. So as you do as kids football, you all rotate positions. And I think I ended up playing, he played me up front one game and I think I scored four or five goals in, in a like soccer dome league game. 
and it was like from there it was like right well you can score goals you can run around you you're fearless just go up front just do whatever you want as, as you do as a kid you just run around like an headless chicken there's like seven of you running after the same ball and and you end up popping out somewhere just to get the ball but no I think I think it took me another year after being released from Burnley as a goalkeeper to come out to obviously playing centre forward to wherever out on the wide wing or whatever but no uh, that was that was my first real position was actually a goalkeeper and I actually was on the bench as a goalkeeper for Accrington Stanley in the first team against Portsmouth and I almost came on in the 30th minute because the keeper had conceded three already so it's like oh you couldn't come on as a goalkeeper and I was absolutely bricking it if they'd sort of like been a bit more patient and let you obviously grow, do you reckon you'd have been all right as a goalkeeper, or do you think it's best best thing happened for you being released? Yeah, probably, probably the best thing that happened to me. Uh, obviously, I've enjoyed obviously my career so far. Obviously, hope hopefully I've got a few more years left in my legs. Uh, but no, obviously, I, I've, I, as I've always been throughout my life, I've always been that little bit weird in the head. Obviously, not bothered about anything. I'll jump for anything, even in training. I'll just do random stuff. Like I keep getting told off for chesting the ball in the back of the net or chesting the ball on chances. And I keep getting told, oh, it's bad practice, it's bad practice. And I was like, well, it's just what comes to my head when it comes to me. Obviously, I don't want to go and do a diving header on an astral turf and graze my knees. I'd rather just let it hit me and put it in the net. But but now, like I say, I'm happy how, how my career's panned out so far, obviously. Hopefully it's not 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 the end just yet, but like I say, there's a, hopefully a long time to go still. How about you, Darley? What's your first memory of sort of playing, being out on the pitch? Not my first memory, but I always remember my first goal. Um, whatever it was, nine, I think, because I started quite late. Because um, I was obviously like taller than a lot of the lads, centre-half straight away. My, my granddad played centre-half, my uncle played centre-half. And... Um, all the time, he just loved Eden. Remember, like, my dad used to take us to the park and just, it sounds mad, there's no wonder my memory's gone. He's just <laughs> like, put up as high as he can and go, Ed, that. And like, oh, yeah. I did that all the time. I did that all the time, lad. <laughs> and then, just I just remember playing um, when I got into my local team, Crosby Stewart, and um, just up for every corner. My mates hung up backstage and I just bullet headed it. I remember, like, looking at my granddad and my dad, like, yeah, made up and all the crowd, but, Little ten crowd. <laughs> wow, how's he done that sort of thing? Because you know, all my mates are only smaller than that. I was fearless, like I still am. I still, you know, put my head in when the studs there and everything. But uh, yeah, that's never forget that first goal. Have you always been fearless, Daily? Always, mate. Always. You, you, you always remind me of obviously I'm myself a lot. Because obviously you're not afraid of nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? You just head, head, feet. Anything, just get get the ball, just that's it. Hit them straight on that ball, no matter what, you're taking everything. Yeah, the you know the ball's bouncing on the line, and the studs, you're gonna put your head in, aren't you? You're of course, you are. Yeah. yeah. Anything, anything, just to get that end goal, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, no, definitely. So it's always been centre back for you as well. No, no doubts about positions. No weird spells in goal. No, <laughs> not in goal. But as soon as I got to um, year eight in school. Um, I was just bored of playing the school team, centre-half. And I just thought, I said to the, the teacher at the time, just put me up front. I, I want to play up front. And from year 8, 9, 10, 11, 
um, yeah, I was a striker. <laughs> I bagged a few goals. <laughs> wanted, wanted a trophy in the school, and yeah, find myself as a target man, number nine. Told Liam as well, if he needs last five minutes, I'll get myself up. <laughs> no problem, Ian Marcus. No he keeps problem. putting Anno up there, though, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, put all three of us up. See, Anno used, used to be a striker as well at Wigan at one point, didn't he? Yeah, did as well. Tell me, us three up there. <laughs> Causing damage, aren't we? Sit back a bit, calves, and you know, let Doyle take centre stage. Oh, yeah, I'll happily take a little breather for a bit. Right. I'll, I'll try that over a kick all day. <laughs> I'll just make you neck. So, that was your first time playing? What was it like being in the stands watching on? I also know Doyle, obviously, Liverpool fan. Do you remember your first time at Anfield? Only vaguely. Um, just remember the generic, but it's just, just the atmosphere is in like overwhelming. I remember feeling probably a bit upset because, like, you just you're not used to that. As soon as you walk up, and it's just yeah, as I say, old proper overwhelming. You just think, "Wow, well, I've never experienced this before." I think it was in um, the game against some Levski Sofia or something. It was years ago, and that team just stuck in my head because kind of I couldn't tell you what the result was, but I just remember, you know, first time thinking like, "This is this is amazing. This is that's the dream." Obviously, that's where the dream starts when you experience that. How about you, Carl? Was it Blackburn or Accrington your first match of the spectators? Uh, my first first game was obviously I, I went to a Blackburn game. Obviously, my dad was a season ticket holder. Um, Accrington was my more local team that you went to just because at the time they were they were conference at the time when I first started going. So I was only like five or six. I remember going, but I don't really remember it, but. It was one of them. You went there when they were in the conference. They went up, and then obviously, local team. He went there. But as as Doyle just said, you just go there and you just take them back. Obviously, I remember the first time I went to to Anfield. Must have been about twelve, and you're hearing "You'll Never Walk Alone" for the first time with the passion that the Liverpool fans were singing. And it's like, it like say, like say, you you neither you not get upset. You take them back by it. It's like wow. Look at this. Uh, but like at the end of the day, that as Doyle said, that's where your dream starts. That's what you want to be at the end of the day. Obviously, you, you're you're not in it to just obviously have a laugh. Well, some people are, but for people who are dedicated, that's the dream. So obviously, you get to as big a stage as you can. Obviously, yeah, not everyone's going to make it. Obviously, like myself and Doyle both played in League Two. It's like, yeah, we've made it to so far. But the dream doesn't stop there. Obviously, we both had setbacks. Does it mean at the age of 26, 28, whatever, does it mean it stops there? Obviously, if you've not got any dedication to push forward, then there's no point in, unless you're going to have a lot, you just want to play for the fun of it. You want the dedication to push forward, then for me, there's no point being in the game. You know what I mean? I, I, I say, because we, we've got a lot of young lads in our team, and I always say to them, Especially now, now I've got children, the result doesn't matter no more for me. All I want to do now is go out and enjoy that game, regardless. But like I say, I've got a team around me of winners. Obviously, you see from the defence, defending, they're throwing everything at the ball. And then the midfield, you've got the likes of Bambo, Josh, up and down the pitch, relentless, all game. And then obviously... I'm getting a great relationship with Jordan Archer at the moment, which is absolutely fantastic. I'm enjoying playing with him. Just annoys me and I play one up front, but obviously that's not my decision at the end of the day. 
but no, uh, I just I just think that from a, an early age, your memory of football is the memory that drives you to what you want to be. Carlton, I'm quite interested to hear your answer on this, seeing that like, you've had a few clubs. Uh, so what was the first kit you had as a kid and whose name do you have on the back? I think I had my own. My first kit would, would, was probably a Rovers kit and I'd probably say I, I had my own name on the, on the back of my shirt. Uh, like I say, as a kid, a lot of the time you get your name and your age on the back of your shirt, don't you, for what you are. And I think I think it was something like uh, car. Sorry, no, I lie. It was it was Macca, M A C C A, and uh, the number five because it was my fifth birthday, um, and it was like a Blackburn Rovers one, blue and white own kit. HSA, I think it was a sponsor at the time. Uh, but the first the first actual shirt I with a name on the back was a Blackburn Rovers one again with Janssen on the back, Matt Janssen. I can't remember what age I was. I must have been about eight. But I still, to this day, I was gutted because obviously, as a kid, you just throw it away. But obviously, I was lucky enough that he was, and, and you as well, Doyle, he was our gaffer at Chorley at the time. So, like, luckily enough, I played under him as well. But no, yeah, I think it was a Janssen shirt, yeah. The first actual player on the back of my shirt, yeah. Was he your favourite player at the time? Yeah, yeah. At, at Rovers, yeah, at the time, it was, it was that. But obviously, Matt... My hero growing up was obviously Alan Shearer. Obviously, from a young age, like I say, I, I got I got obviously pushed into being not pushed into being a Rovers fan, but because my family was Rovers fans, I, I grew up with the gene. And obviously, I, I, I watched the. <laughs> I think I think what did I get? I, I, it must have been like me. What would I have been? Maybe seventh birthday. I got a uh, the DVD of. Uh, Blackburn, well, it was a video back then, the 94-95 uh, Premier League season, where obviously Rovers won the Premier League, and obviously Shearer was outstanding that year for, for Blackburn, but no, it was one of them. What are you, Dolly? What was your first kit? I remember the, um, the like, gold Liverpool kit. Um, sure, it might have been, like, 2001, 2000. Sure, I must have had like Gerard, and I don't know if it was like Gerard with number seventeen. Or, I can't remember. I've had like hippie on a kit. I always remember that as a kid. I don't know if you were the same, Mark. It's probably not. Or like my family when they go to like Spain, I get like a Jag Barcelona kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The look of the man off a little stall, yeah. Little, little. A holiday souvenir, yeah. Like oh, they were always like a Spaniel or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I'd have to go Madrid. I'd be like, yeah. what the hell? What team's this? <laughs> but I remember, yeah, uh, Sammy Ipier had his name, Heskey. I'm not having a kit with Heskey on. I always remember that Gerard, Gerard 17. Like, as I say, I wish I had, wish he still had stuff like that though. Kept them. Yeah. You don't, you don't think as a kid, but like with me, you, you wore it when you was going training as well, so it got all, all dirty and then you grow out of it. It's like, well, you don't you don't think about these things when you get older, but that actually are memorabilia to you and obviously good memories in the past. Definitely, definitely. Like I say, I wish I'd have kept my Janssen one because I went obviously playing under Janssen, I'd have got him to sign it, you know what I mean? But obviously it's one of them things. You ever tell him that you discarded his kit, that he just chucked away? Or <laughs> not just, quick, 
Just quick sold it on FIFA. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, obviously, he knew knew I was a, a Blackburn fan. Uh, obviously, growing up as a kid, and he he was always he was always the same. And it was the same when obviously he got his book. He did an autobiography that came out, and I didn't buy it. And I said to I sent him a message because a couple a couple of lads got got a couple of copies. And I said to him, I said, oh, so where's my copy signed by you? So obviously a couple of lads got it. And he said, oh, I'll send you one. And then obviously Vince beats him from there. <laughs> <laughs> one of my messaging. Yeah, maybe, maybe it might be worth a, a quick little message. I'm sure this out on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Just tag him in it. Personalised, get it personalised. <laughs> a photo of you and him on the cover. Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh, you, you did play under him, didn't you, Doyle? Under Yanni? Yeah, yeah. Yanni, yeah. Yeah, and he, um, he was the assistant as well when I played under Flickcroft. Yeah, he went twice, didn't you? Yeah, because you, you, you went there before me, the year before me, yeah. and then you came the year I came. On. I think he was only there the year I was on loan, though. Was he? can't remember, mate. I think I went back to Chorley. Uh, twice I was on loan. I think it, twice I went before you, and then when you were there, I think I was there again. Yeah. Just like though. Yeah. Good time, really. Yeah. Well, here's one. Like, do you remember the first pair of boots you had? Like, were you big on boots, colours, and what kind you have? It was Predators or what? Something else? I had the, the Predator Manias, the 2002. I love my boots, and um, only because I seen them a pictures of the day. I'm kneeling with a ball and I've got them boots on. I was thinking, I need to have a pair of them boots now. We must be worth a fortune. They are the like two, three under, four under quid now. They're the OG boots, like they're my they're favourite then. Are you Carl's what boots? Did you like as a kid? Well, the first pair of boots I ever had was uh, some Umbro Speciales. Uh, some some standard ones, I think they were. But my favourite ever boots was the the Total 90 Classics, where they had the the big Total 90 on the front. And it was like, well, I had two pairs. I had a red one and the blue blue and white ones. So it's like the toe caps were like red with the white back. And then obviously uh, the blue ones with the white back as well. They were probably their pairs. But as Dolly just said then, you keep them in good condition to this day now. <laughs> two, three, well... Three times the fight. It's, it's as I've, I, I kept saying to uh, my brother, my brother's obviously 16, and now I was saying to him, nowadays boots are costing for a decent pair, you're talking 150 quid. Yeah, I'm right there saying that. Back in the day, I know you don't really care and you're not paying them at the time. You're obviously, your parents or whoever's paying for them at the time is paying for them. They're only like 30, 40 quid for the best range boots. It's absolutely crazy how time's gone on and obviously how much the world's changed now something strange i really remember years ago i got you in a like a starting team on fifa cards like you was one of my <laughs> starting players and i remember i just remember they had you had the basic classic ea pink boots on or something like that they did you dirty and give you them as a starting boot so do you, you, you back do you back the pink ea boots Liam would batter me like, but uh, yeah, no. I think I, Liam Liam's the kind of manager that he wants everyone wearing black boots. Obviously, I've gone through my stage of wearing coloured boots. I've gone through the stage of wearing a different coloured boot on different feet and that. Art. 
but now uh, I've got a pair of all black boots now and then a pair of green and black just because green's my favourite colour and they were a Father's Day gift of the kids so I've got to keep them and wear them so but now uh, like I say boots are boots at the end of the day it's not about the boot it's about the player yeah. and a bad workman always blames his tools that's it <laughs> yeah. you got a book of cliches before we started this <laughs> yeah, he's at the I've got my notes written down here. Eh? <laughs> example, wearing multicolour boots or whatever boots, if they're comfy and they do the job, that doesn't bother me what colour they are, you know. That's the main thing, the, com- the comfiness of them. Obviously, you get boots these days are too tight and it's like, you can't wear them. And then you're wearing too big, the boots are too big. I always remember I, I when I was on loan at Marine, Kev Lynch was the manager. And he was telling me about all this time. I was like, I say, I was only 18, scored a few goals there. And he was telling me, obviously, I didn't know him before I, I went playing for Marie. He was like, Oh, I had a decent, all right, decent non-league career and that. And he was like, I've always worn these boots and these boots. And I play, think we played frickly away. And it was absolutely disgusting. The weather was bouncing it down. And I didn't have any studs. And he was the same size as me. And I wore his Puma Kings. And he had wider feet than me and everything. And I, I've worn these boots. I think the game's finished like nil-nil. And I've worn these boots. To fair, they were comfy as anything. But it was like, they're so heavy. These, it's like I'm treading in in like swamp water. It was this, I couldn't run in them. Yeah. But yeah. like, that's the difference between the boots these days. You've got your lightweight ones, your heavyweight ones. And it's like... What whatever suits you suits you. Then today, like say, Dolly, you you you'll have your pair that you get. Apart from the pair you got in preseason that snaps after one game. <laughs> yeah, we won't mention them. Crumbled on me. How much you pay for them? It was on an a, a lad on Instagram, you know, selling a. I don't know what they were like old CTRs. And the boss coloured them. Go with the kit and everything. I was like, these are. Yeah. You know, Fosties. Every everyone was having them before the game as well, weren't they? Like, oh, they class them. With... They went out to warm up in them. It was that game. I think it was, it was a Blackpool when it was so Blackpool. Blackpool, yeah. Just felt something on my foot. Like, what's that? Half my boot just crumbled. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, dissolved in the game, lad. <laughs> dissolved boots. Had to run off like just before the game. I need to swap them. But just getting on your story there, Marcus. We had a lad in in Morgan. And um, that was at the time where all the boots were, you know, multicolored and all that. But he brought yeah. out the, he had the old black Puma Kings centre half, dubbing them before the game. And uh, <laughs> looking at him thinking, what are you doing, mate? Can't buy a new pair. So, Doyle, you mentioned your time with Markham, though. So, what was it like coming through at that club, like entering the professional world, world with them? Yeah, it was, um, it was brilliant. It all sort of happened pretty fast, really. Um, what my memories is, um, leaving school and sort of just getting told right you're going up to Morecambe College um, and then you're playing for like the under 17 at the time on a Sunday and, I, and you played a few games and I remember saying to me dad like, um, like listen you know sort of feel like I'm in this I'm not, I'm not enjoying this you know and then I spoke to the manager at the time he said well yeah I put him straight into the under 18s which you know done well playing a year up and then pretty much halfway through the season, I was then playing for the reserves, um, doing all right, doing well. And then by the end of the year, obviously with with traveling to, I'm a home bird, like you know, 
Liverpool and I was traveling up in Morecambe trying to stay up in digs and it just to be honest it wasn't my thing um, and at the end of the year I just sort of spoke to the first team manager and said you know I don't, I don't want to do the youth team um, and I had a few little sniffs here and there and he just sort of said well you know I'll sign it sign professional because I've done pretty well and um, time there was I loved it four or five years I think I've done pro played a handful of games but Overall, I just, you know, progressed and literally enjoyed everything. Sort of living the dream at, at the time, you know, but obviously you're not working, are you? going to football full-time, Marcus will tell you, just probably give everything to have them days back. Um, you literally just live and breathe football. Best moments of your life, come up against all sorts of players, you know, you're playing with them, playing against them. And yeah, just everything was just brilliant. Yeah, and Carl, you had that ex- similar experience with Accrington as well. So, what are your memories just of being around yeah. that, that club? Uh, well, it was a bit different to obviously what Doyle said at the start. Obviously, I know more come out of a different setup because obviously they were more college based at the start, weren't they, Doyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they sat. I think they sat for maybe a couple of years after. Obviously, you maybe when you got into the professionals, the first team side of things. But uh, at Aki, it was obviously, obviously for me, it was completely different. I'd been released by Preston, I think it was at the time. I'd, I left Preston at uh, under 14s level. And then at, to that, I thought that was me over. I thought that was my football dream over at 14. I thought, I'm done. I've been released by numerous clubs, Blackburn, Liverpool, Everton, Preston, Bolton. I've been, done all these trials at teams and now I've got signed on, got let go. 14, Preston, got my last chance. Uh, went playing back for a Sunday league team, won quite a few trophies there for the year there. And then at 15, Aki, uh, my local team as well, so I was absolutely buzzing. Aki had opened up like trials because they started like a centre of excellence at the time. And it was, they, they put it out, newspaper, everything. So I went on, did, did a trial day. They must have, honestly, there must have been about a hundred, if not more, lads turn up to trial out. So I managed to get in at 15. So I did the under 15s with them. Uh, sorry, the under 16s with them. And then obviously got offered a youth team contract. So, but whilst I was at the, obviously in the under 16s, Obviously, the youth team manager seen something in me and was like, right, we're going to push you up quicker. We're going to let you play in the youth team early doors. So I don't know if you had him at uh, Morecambe because he went to Morecambe, Phil Acne. Yeah, yeah, Phil, yeah. yeah. Obviously, he was he, he was my youth team gaffer. So um, obviously, he pushed me up a bit quicker. Obviously, gave me my youth team contract earlier than anyone else. So I signed my youth team contract two years there. And then obviously... 17, six months left on my youth team contract, get my make my debut for, for the first team, and then obviously get offered your pro. And it's like you say, it's what dreams are made of. You're like, what for me at the time, obviously, like I said, I'd supported them at one point. Obviously, still to this day, I still look for the results and look how they are as a team. Obviously, because I'm from that area, I know a lot of the fans. Obviously, if I have time uh, and I can get to a game, I'll nip to a game. Uh, but no, did there. But as Bo said, it's every lad's dream to obviously play professional football. Obviously, so many that don't get it, and you you working working your knackers off day in day out. But 
it's so much better playing football day in day out than working. Obviously, as as we know now, as we're getting older, you'd rather be playing football day in day out than going to work, grafting, and and like that. But it's the enjoyment of it as well. For me, what I did miss of the full time football was the lads. And I think that's the, the big thing that I will miss when I do finish football. It's how close you are as a group. Obviously, at the moment, at Southport, we've got a great group. And uh, like I say, it's it's one end. But no, the, the memories of me being at Accrington was great. Obviously, like Dolly said, you play a handful of games. Obviously, for me, it didn't work out. Uh, I ended up leaving because I wanted to play more games. I didn't want to be the player that got loaned out every year. Like as I was doing, I got a, a decent little run in the team at one point. Never really cemented my place after that, and then obviously got an injury. Obviously the same, similar to you, Doyle. Got an injury, and then it's like, right, well, someone else has took my spot now. I'm gonna have to play games. I need to play games. I'm still 23, 24 year old. I need games. And as I've always said to any young lad, you need to play games. You can't sit on a bench and get experience. You need to play games. You've got to witness the game and play against men. 23s football, nothing. Reserve team football is nothing. You've got to play men's football at the end of the day. For you to grow as a person and as a player, you've got to play men's football. And for me, non-league and going to Chorley at that time, I think made me a better player. You mentioned going on loan. and I know you both have had loan moves like when you was at professional clubs. How did you find them? Do you think they were beneficial? Or was it something you'd do again or is it something that maybe you'd like to take a different path? Massive loan moves um, makes, yeah, makes your career, uh, as Marcus sort of said. Um, you might be different, but I was sort of just playing reserve football and then sat on the bench. I was sat on the bench for probably two, three seasons, really, um, when before Chorley come knocking and being whatever it was, 19 or something, going to Chorley really, really made me a better player than you sort of realised then, you know, you're getting elbowed, you're getting, you're in a game, you're in, and your teammates are, it's their lives. It's, it's mad to say, because obviously, same with the League Two, but it's just like, it means everything, like us now, me and Marcus at Southport, you know, the three points mean everything. And you really, as a kid, at the time, the surely it just massively benefited me. Um, as a player and as a, and as a man, to be honest, as a person. I, I totally agree with you there, Daily. Obviously, like I say, you, you went into, a, obviously, as a back in, into the Chorley team, you're playing with the likes of Andrew Teague, you know what I mean? A very experienced defender, solid. Probably could have had a, a lot better run in yeah. a, a football league team if, obviously, he didn't have injuries yet again. Obviously, if he wasn't as loyal as he was, obviously, he was a loyal leader for Chorley and a great lad. And obviously, probably helped you as well. Probably more so. Not not more so, but probably more than what some people will have done. More can you know what I mean? For, for me, obviously, going out on loan, as obviously my, my sheet will say, Wikipedia or whatever you want to call it, I've, I have quite a few loan moves, which is the reason I left. For Doyle, it was it was great get out on loan, get men's football. For me, going out on loan for a month here, there, and everywhere wasn't good. I I wanted to settle. If you look at my like say my my Wikipedia, 
I was at Aki for six, seven years. I was at Chorley for four or five years. I'm at Southport now, second year. I've always kind of kept in the same team because I, I want the consistency. I want to keep in the team. I want the team to not revolve around me, but I want to be involved in a team where I feel like I'm needed. You know what I mean? Rather than being, right, Marcus, you're coming in, you're going to play a couple of games for us whilst such a body's injured. You know what I mean? And yeah, it was good to get the experience. And like you say, you grow as a person and as a, and as a man and as a player. But for me, I just wanted to feel like I was at home at the team. And I think me going out on loan to all them clubs for a couple of months didn't really justify me. And I felt like that's that was the reason why I needed to leave Aki at the time. Just a second that there, though. It's like the first few loans, like what you're saying there, Marcus, for like me, your first loan or even the second loan, that's enough to you know get your experience. But you don't need to then loan and back and loan because it's no good for yourself. No good for anyone, really, is it? No, well, you don't feel needed, do you? You feel like you're just a spare part that's going and just filling in for a second. And it's like... Like, don't get me wrong, it's good because you're meeting all these new people and you're building different relationships. But then it's like, well, I'm not actually progressing as a player because I've not got no consistency. That's the big, big word for it, consistency. You don't have the consistency. And for you to grow as a player, you need consistency. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you're, at, you're both at Southport now. Do you feel like you found uh, oh, somewhere you can stay at home? Somewhere you're happy. I know with you, Carl, you joined probably in the worst time to join a club, and that was during the pandemic. But you seem to have settled quite well. So you're happy with your first few impressions of Southport? Yeah, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed my time so far at Southport. Obviously, more so now the fans are in, uh, and, and I can probably speak for Dory as well. You, 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 you love the fans being there. I, I always like to get fans on our side. I think me and Doyle, every game with the first over to the fans, we'll say hello, we'll, we'll applaud them. Win, lose, a draw, we'll always applaud them because at the end of the day, we know what, that we feel what they feel. At the end of the day, we've lost, the, if we lose a game, we're hurt like they are. We, we don't turn up the, to the game to think, right, we're going to get beat today, right, we're going to roll over and die. We'll give everything. And that's what we're, what Liam's installing into this team at the moment. Regardless of the result, you do what you do. As long as you give 110%, regardless of who you're playing, that's good enough for us. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, I've always credited myself on that. I'll always give 110%, regardless of if I'm scoring or not. Last year, I didn't score enough goals. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, fan, fans probably didn't warn to me last year. They were watching it on, I follow or whatever they watch it on these days on streams. Obviously, they've come to the games. Yeah, fair enough. This season I've scored goals, but they're seeing more than what I'm doing. They're seeing my runs off the ball. They're seeing me fighting for every ball. They'll see Doyle talking to the back line, getting us up and that. Where if you're just watching on a stream, you don't see or hear that. You know what I mean? But like I say, for me, obviously, I'm 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 feeling at home at the moment at Southport. Obviously, like I say, I'm not going to say I'm going to sign a 10-year contract and stay, stay at the club for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Because I'd be daft to say that. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm living in this moment in time and I'm a South, Southport player and I'm enjoying my time at this moment. How about you, Dolly? Because obviously you've uh, again now, but you had an earlier stint. So what was your first impression like? More or less exactly what Marcus said there. My first stint... Um... 
wasn't really a stint really. Didn't play, I didn't experience the fans and you know what Southport was all about. But now, you know, you can really, as Marcus said, you can really appreciate the fans and really, you know, come to them and you know what they're feeling, as he said, you're feeling. You know, we will, we'll both go over and you know, appreciate the fans because I've said it before and you know, I'll say it to anyone football without fans is, is nothing. Um, as a player, it's your first thing, you know, your fans are your biggest critics, but they, they love you and they hate you, sort of thing. But I've, you know, as Mark is saying again, it's I, I do feel at home. It's sort of I've had periods of being injured or periods of not playing in team. And uh, last season or the season before, FC United. I f- like I got a good run of games and now where I am in the league I wanted to progress the ambition was always to get off the leagues and now you know being in this league obviously like like every player you want to progress and play as high as possible but now I'm really feeling at home and I really have good feelings about this season I think you know I look forward to how it's going to pan out how how much better do you think like obviously like you say you've been you've been at another club at FC United Good fan base. Yeah, obviously, I've played against them a few times. Good fan base. How much better is it when you've got that family feeling with the club where the fans are, are, are on your side all the time? Like, say, I've seen the videos, obviously, before you came to South. Obviously, I know you as a lad daily anyway for, for more than, obviously, just this year. But seeing your videos at FC United, obviously, at FC United, obviously, I know. Was it Renault, the manager at the time, yeah. when you was yeah. there? Obviously... FC United used to always go around, clap the fans and that, always keep them on side. Win, lose, or draw, you clap them. The fans made you feel better regardless. Obviously, we're installing that at Southport a lot more now. Obviously, you can see it end every game. Obviously, I know me and you led the first one, but it's growing in the team. We're all doing it. We're all getting around, regardless who it is. But it just feels so much better and you feel so much more at home when you've got the fans on side. And like I said, credit to the fans. This season, they've been unbelievable. Like I say, we've, we've, they've come to the away games when we've lost. Obviously, we picked up, was it our first point against Leamington away from home in the away games or something like that? But the previous away games, they've, they've, they've been supporting us regardless. Obviously, the home games, they've been non-stop. So, just makes you feel so much better. And like, like It makes you feel warmer inside. It makes you feel at home. Yeah, spot on, mate. Spot on. When was that move to FC United like just an important step? You have to go down sometimes to get back up. Yeah, yeah, just just like you know, like every walk of life, really. Um, you sort of find find what you want, and that was for me. Um, drop down. That's not to say um, you know the level was easy or nothing, but you sort of just get comfortable the way you are. And I was enjoying my time at FC United. Um, obviously, it come to an end, and it got to the point where you know. Inside, you know, right, this is my time to kick on. And this, you know, as soon as Liam, I spoke to Liam, and it was like, right, you know, I've got myself fit and I do want to, you know, crack on now. And, you know, what's to say that for both of us, probably more Marcus, but what's to say you move on again and again? You know, age is, is nothing when you look at it now. And hopefully, you know, we'll all play as high as we can. But who knows, you know, what can happen? I was going to ask that because you said, like, you've got to play football for the dream. So the yeah. aspirations of the football, getting back to the football league, still there for you both take it. For me, definitely, yeah. Um, even you know, I forget about what setbacks I've had in life, and always aim forward. I think you have to as a person, not just a player. And yeah, that's my dream is to play as high as I can. 
and it, I think it always will be until you know I don't until my legs either won't go anymore or you know <laughs> I don't love football anymore. I think I'll always aim high. No, I, I totally I totally agree with that. I stand by what you just said there, Daly. Uh, obviously for me, obviously I'm a family man now. I've got two children of my own. Obviously they come first regardless of anything. But uh, like I said, the, the main thing at the moment is I'm, I, I, I am enjoying where I am now. Obviously part-time football has been, been my lifestyle for the past six, seven years. And obviously I'm working alongside it at the moment. Yeah, it's comfortable for me, obviously. But if I had the chance to go back to full-time, I think I'd be a fool to turn it down. You know what I mean? Obviously, as they said, your ambition in football is to obviously get play as high as you can. And if you can get the chance, then why not take it? Definitely. Of course, this will probably go out a few weeks after, but the, to go off topic, the Ballon d'Or results have just come out. Have you, I don't know if you've both seen it. No, no. I've seen the leaked version. Who, who do you think's won it? The, well, the leaked version said Messi had won it again. We're going to get it to Messi. It is Messi, Lewandowski, number two. Who do you think's number three? Carver after his recent form. <laughs> Don't say that George, Georginio or something. Georginio got third. Scores pens, calm as like, but to a fair, but at the end of the day, he's, he's won things only this year, so. Yeah, that's it, lad. The end, at the end of the day, it's not about how well you defended all season. If I go and score 30 goals, I'm going to get all the plaudits, you know what I mean? No, I'm, that's without being disrespectful as well, Bailey. But that's that's how football goes. If you if you're getting the criteria and obviously you're getting the medals and you, you've scored the winning penalty or whatever it was in the semi-final, like he did, obviously in the Champions League final or whatever he did. But it, it's one of them. So I, to that, I'm, not, I'm not actually that surprised at that. But for me, I think Lewandowski should have won it. I think he's been robbed for two years in a row now. Yeah, he has. Bang on, yeah. I'm just surprised you said you were going to score 30 goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I'm on 15 now. There's still another five months left, isn't there? You've got every chance, mate. Every chance. Uh, a big target. A big target. We don't, we don't want to let down now. All right. Let me just play in every Lancashire Cup game and everything else. like And then all the friendlies. Training goals. Long, <laughs> training goals. Doing a spelling. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we, all we can do is keep a target, like you say. You've got to be ambitious in football, aren't you? At the end of the day, if you've not got any goals, then you're not going anywhere, really, are you? Well, before we finish, I looked up because obviously you, you played for Morecambe and Accrington, so I looked up your FIFA cards from that time. So I'm going to let you both guess some of your uh, ratings. So we'll start off with you, Carver. Actually, we'll let Doyle guess for you. Doyle, what do you think Carver's overall was to begin with? Overall, the the rated, the always rated that low. Probably something like a fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Oh, that's, that's generous. Declan, is it? I played FIFA for years, man. Fifty-three, weren't it? The first one. Fifty-three. Yeah. Checks us yeah. out every night. Fifty-three. Yeah. I think. I think I eventually went to fifty-six before I retired. <laughs> Well, I can't see that. Last the last one I've got is fifty three. I can't see any any more. Yeah, no, no. I must have just jogged it and got it blagged up in the career mode. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I tell you what, my potential was really good on the game. <laughs> and what do you think your pace was? My pace in that. 
I probably like sixty-nine. Close. Sixty-eight. Day. Yeah. Um, go it's, on. it's a line that though, isn't it? It's a lie. Come Mad. on. Mad. But the thing is, as I, to fair, Amos, me, we actually did it the our first interview. If you remember, obviously we got the question, and it was like me and Dean Winard was in like 73, 74 pace, and I was like say sixty-eight or whatever at the time. And it's like, but well, I'm quicker than you. But no one actually comes in. Does the actual stats, so it's it's all yeah. false. Yeah, it is. Well, I think you think this is definitely false. So you're claiming you're 34 <laughs> season kind of striker now, but FIFA had you down as what shooting do you think in FIFA 15? Oh, it's got to be like 48 or something like that. If that 54, oh, I'll take that. Oh, that's because you knew you're a goalie, that. <laughs> they're just they're just 54 off goal kicks. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I'll take that. Just go under the radar, that's what you need to do. Keep it in summer 54. I shoot like a 99, it's right. Love <laughs> pink EA boots as well, you know, they do wonders. Yeah. To be fair, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to publicize that. And I, I need some pink boots, I need some studs to sell them. Yeah, I'll happily wear them, lad. And Doily, uh, what do you think your overall was? Well, we'll do what Carver guess for you as well. Yeah, I wouldn't even guess, mate. Go ahead, Carver. So, what 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 year we, we did you sign your pro then? Doily? Twenty. God, what was it? 13? 14? This ratings from FIFA fifteen. I'm going to say you were a. Because I don't think you played many games at the start, did you? I'm, I. I, I I played a few games at starts. So I think my rating would be slightly higher. So I'm going to say you were about a 51. Well, he was too nice and you've been a bit mean. He's 53. Also, we the same rating. With a potential of 63. What's my potential? <laughs> I can't buy your potential. Just say 63, lad. There's no competitions here. <laughs> Go on, I'm waiting. Come on. <laughs> 63 potential, mate. Hey, I, I was rated at one point with uh, Will Hughes and uh, another player. I got. I was in an award to win Young Player of the Year. I can't find your potential. Because there was, there was never a limit. I found, <laughs> I found some comments. People have actually left comments about, about you and FIFA. Oh, First dear. Comment, yep. You've reached the darkest depths of Footed. Get a prize. <laughs> Write down here a comment and you will get a free karma. Nice. Take it. Uh, someone's put Ackerton Stanley. Who are they? <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Someone's put my worst rated player. Scandalous, lad, eh? The harsh aren't they, these people? Time to get some bloody coins on FIFA and buy a pack then. Tight, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on, Doyle. Do you think he was faster or slower than uh, Carves according to FIFA? It's me in the day. I was quick, you know. Even no chance centre half, he probably got me at about forty. Yeah, I always say that, you know, because centre halves obviously they don't give them any respect, do they? On pace. No. Well, I've been quite generous. Sixty-three. Sixty-three. Take that, you know. Well, not as generous as uh, Dean Winard had it. Seventy-four. Outrageous. <laughs> yeah, but. That's because he was a right back, weren't he, at start? So it's false, that. 
just go off, just go off the position, don't they? Full back, just, yeah, just, just swear FIFA and just get on Pez. <laughs> Got two more stats for you. So, what do you think your defending was rated as? 60. 53. Scandalous. So I had run, but I couldn't defend. <laughs> <laughs> you was faster. You was faster than you, you were defensively. That's the opposite now. 10 years down the line. Hey, years. you take that though. Hey, okay. 10 steps up here though, isn't it? Don't you? That's what it is. Read the game. And what do you think your physical rating was? Because you're quite a big centre back. So, what do you think your physicality is? Must have been somewhere next to Akin Fenway. So <laughs> <laughs> about same as the pace, what sixty something? Sure. Sixty four. Take that all day. Bear in mind I was a skinny little thing back in Morgan. <laughs> yeah, take that all day. So I'm glad that you both pleased with your FIFA ratings. I know what where you one day comes will find your potential. But like you say, maybe it's just there is no there is I'm still no growing limit. now. That's what it is. I'm still growing. Still growing. So either there's, never, no, there's no limit or there's no growth at all. So it's one of us to say that just means doily you're done at 63 or whatever it were, <laughs> your limit. I'll take that. Must get me a silver card. That's 63. Just me holding the silver there. <laughs> <laughs> take that, lad. Oh, mate. Oh. After your old break kicked off, you must have went that up. Uh, I've got to be a black team of the week there, lad. Has to be. Well, we've come to the end of the podcast, but I've got one more question for you both. If you could change any of your football first, anything we've discussed, what would it be? So I've never been a keeper at all. <laughs> Maybe a couple of extra years being a striker, I might be, I might be in the Prem. Tough <laughs> <laughs> one, man. Um... Yeah, probably going off what Carlos said. Love to have a goal playing up top more. Definitely used to there, especially when I was young. But like Morgan days and that, thinking used to be able to finish. I don't know what happened. I used to be able to. I used to be able to not be able to finish <laughs> until this year. Flying now. Swap roles. Yeah, you get the back and add them forties. I'm too. Uh, uh, I can't add any more forties, like. Hey, tell you what, we swapped. That wouldn't be a bad thing, you know. I reckon you do a job centre half. I'd trust you there. When, when my legs go, I'll partner you, lad. <laughs> Not got many years left in them, lad. <laughs> nice. no, but like, like, say, if anything, for, for me, on a personal note, it'd be the same with you, darling. Obviously, you can't, you can't change it. Is but the thing you'd love to change is to not have them injuries. Yeah. How how much of a not a better player, but how how much longer would you have prolonged your career? And I'm not saying it stopped now, by the way, and it's the same for myself. How much longer would you have prolonged full-time football, football league football, without them injuries? It's it's scary to think about, but there's there's t- too many people who have these injuries. Obviously, it's never gonna it's never gonna stop. You know what I mean? But if you didn't have them injuries. God knows the sky's the limit, you know what I mean? People, yeah. as I've always said, you've got to be lucky in football. Yeah, you've got to work hard. What you've work just said, lucky. it's like, I always think life's meant, you know, it is what it's meant to be. Um, I think we are as people and as players, you know, for me, that injury just just meant to happen. And for me to yeah. obviously come through that and, and play on, it's, 
it, that's just the way it worked out for Marcus the same. You know, I, I feel like that's just life. You know, I just plans. He, look at him now, absolutely flying. Doesn't matter what age, you know, he's still got years left. It's not to say you're old, but no. you know, both of us, you know, we've got loads of years left to yeah. hopefully. But it makes you a stronger person, doesn't it? You know, I wish we knew. I wish I knew what I know now years ago. Like, question, question. But all, all, all the thing we can do now, obviously, like I say, we're not that old. Obviously, we can still progress a little bit further, hopefully. But obviously, for me, the, the main reason Liam brought me in was to to obviously help as well. Obviously, because we've got a human team. You look at the people around. Like, look at the people around you. You've got Doug, a fantastic yeah. defender. Obviously, he's got all the attributes to be. A, a football league player you know what I mean and the, all the experience you've got to be passed down to him and then same for me with the likes of Connor now Dylan Isaac you know what I mean I'll say yeah they played at decent levels but if you can pass on what you know what you did then to what you know now it's yeah. only going to benefit obviously Southport and themselves and that's without sounding big headed by the way but you've gone through a lot yeah. And, yeah. and for me a lot of it is mental toughness is that's ninety percent of the game really, and it's mental. Simple. Definitely, definitely. That feels like a nice place to end. Thank you both for joining me today. I look forward to seeing more headers from you, Doyle, this season. I look forward to seeing <laughs> almost thirty goals from you, Cavs. Get to the GM all then, we'll be right. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this episode of Football First podcast. Don't forget to leave a review and give us a like. Join us next week when we're joined by goalkeeper Cameron Mason. See you soon.